Thank you to Poise for sponsoring today's episode. Learn more at poise.com. Hello, my little coconut lemon bars. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon, Patreon. by Megan Hunecki or Hunecki. I feel like at some point she might have told me and I've already forgotten it. It's H-U-N-E-K-E. And later when I... Hunecki? For sure. Do you know a Hunecki? I mean, I know a lot of Huneckis. Like like how Robin has a lot of Jodies in her life. It turns out it's just one. And then I said, maybe she's larger than life. You've never just... been to Minnesota? Oh, is that a common Minnesota name? Everyone in Minnesota is oh. named Really? No, I, I don't know how to pronounce Yankee. I think it's, Robin, what do you think it is? I was, I was going to say Wynuki for some reason. Oh, like that. I don't like know a, if that's right. Does the name take a left turn? Yeah. Wyn- or maybe it's like. Huneki. Uniki. Uniki. I think it's. Wynuki. Well, I'm trying to think what my gut says. Megan Hunecki. Hunecki. Is where I'm going, Tony. Solid bowling name. I, I yeah. want it to be Hunecki. It's kind of fun to say. Yeah. yeah. Megan, if it's not, could it be Hunecki? Anyway, I'm on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. I'm about to record and ask me anything. Ooh. And they are asking me everything. Uh, and then there's episodes of the fun, the friend. Oh my God. The fun zone is not my show, but that sounds like a fun show. The friend zone, which is my bonus podcast. There's a little break and text me. I'll text you back. Also, it's fun stuff and you can submit carbohydrates. Do an annual subscription and get two months free. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. I would like to say hello to my guests whom you've already heard from a little bit. Joel Stein. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. This is only a compliment. I'm sure you've heard this a lot. Your your beautiful hair looks a little bit like an Orthodox Jew wig. Oh my God. <gasps> That's I know you don't I know you want it to be a compliment. No, I know what he it means is. though. I know it's what he always means. A head turner your, when you has, your hair does look great. Thank you. I just got it yeah, cut and it uh, colored. Really but um I do know what Joel means, having lived in New York. Yeah. They're here too. And their old neighborhood. Yeah, yeah for yeah. some reason, yeah, this is true, but I noticed it more in New York. I was like, these modest, shrouded women yes. have amazing hair. Yeah. It's so thick. I mean, thank you. They're hiding I their think. hair from other men and God, but they're replacing it with uh, pretty amazing. With like sexy tresses. Stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. I, this here's a question. Let's go around. Hi, Robin. Oh, hi. Hi. Shalom. <laughs> Hello, Tony. Hi. Okay. If it turned out that you had to wear an Orthodox Jew wig, yeah. What style would you opt for? Are there a lot of options? They, yeah, I think you always can there's wear... like a bob. They're there's never like, blonde. You're, you're right. Always dark. They could be blonde. You know, I happen to know the Hebrew word for this, which is it's a shaitel. It's like, oh, she wears a shaitel. The wig is a shaitel? <laughs> it's called a shaitel. Wow. I mean, wow. what is this language? Like, it's so <laughs> Jewish. Wait, that's the Yiddish word for it? No, I, that's, that's the, the Hebrew, Hebrew word. That's a, a shaitel. Oh, wow. It's like she wears, did, have you seen Luann? Luann, have you, <laughs> have you seen Marilyn? She's got a new shaitel. I don't know if that's it. I don't know. I'll Are the stores called shaitel stores? No. Oh. I think they're just called wig stores. I could Ooh. be wrong. We should go to Pico. Field trip on yes. Pico. Oh, we 
we could all get wigs. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll, <laughs> we're all, So it's wigs. time to think now. What? What's yeah. your shidle? I don't think men get the shidle. I think we just no, get like a New York mm-hmm. Yankees cap, right? But in this universe, you are oh, getting I a wig. See. So you can have lady, you can have long, bodacious lady hair, not unlike I've your had, former mullet. Yeah. 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 I, I think I go the other way because, like, I think I go fro. All right. Fun. Yeah. So, like not, a Halloween, like a fright cap. Uh, not, even, not like, no, 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 not like a Bozo the Clown thing, <laughs> just like a Jufro. Like a okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. I would get, and it's similar to the hairstyle I have right now, but I would get the haircut of Janice the Muppet oh, with the long, oh, like, stringy. Good, just because yeah. it would just look more like an approximation of me. But I do want to say, um, and this might not go over very well, the women are not allowed to look attractive to other men, but there is no rule barring the other men from having sex with literally whoever they want, sex workers included. This is I, orthodox, I, I, I orthodox men. That at all. Orthodox men yeah. can sleep with whoever they want. And they do in New York. They're then always they getting do. arrested for prostitution. Then they do. I mean, There's a huge HIV, uh, high rate of, at least it was high a few years ago, but it's a huge thing. And um, the women are like locked in cages, literally starting with their own hair. Can't, okay <laughs> so they can but like they can't like Marilyn Marilyn's husband can't sleep with like Luann right I don't think so I think you're you can sleep with your wife and then everybody else is just sort of like I don't think you could should I don't know that like what's it called that's called Monogamy? adultery yeah if you're sleeping with somebody's wife right but I think if you have sex workers and you're employing them there's some sort of loophole there's some sort that's of right. that's yeah. so Jewish interesting. Loophole, yeah. And I don't like it. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's a lot I see that in coming. Orthodox wow. Judaism. There's a lot that's of problematic. Orthodox okay. Judaism that is so problematic. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. really agree. When I was at Time Out New York, um, I was at where Joel Stein also was. Did yeah, you know Catherine Pushkar? No, she must have not been there when I was there. I guess not. Um, but anyway, she assigned me for the out there remember the out there section? There was a gay um, section. No. Oh. Uh, out there. The I also sounded like it was just a gay section after gay section because everything was some pun on out. Yeah, yeah. I also made that mistake when someone said they were taking photos for out there. I'm like, oh, that must be the gay, yeah. the but it's not. Out there was it got changed to one thing, but it was like st- it was the very very front of the book stuff going on in the city. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they sent me to this thing at like, like the lower east side. Yeah, to okay. so this event called. Music and Manischewitz or something. Okay. Sure. And it was like, it wasn't klezmer music, but it may as well have been. It was just like a bunch of, I don't know. I'm like, were they Hasids? I don't know. Dudes with like the yeah. spit curls and Hossids. stuff. Yeah. And I felt like a piece of meat in yeah. there. And oh. I, but I remember yeah. being surprised because I didn't know that much about. I still don't know that like as much as everyone would think I would about Judaism, but I assumed that like extremely religious people are chaste. No, not yeah. these guys. Right. And I think when they saw you, they were like, look at her shidle. Like, <laughs> wow, like this isn't going to take a lot of work. You know, she's already, you know, whatever. <sighs> but yeah, I don't love it. I was telling Sam, my boyfriend last night that, um, we had a really cute cousin in San Diego in like the 70s and 80s who was just like so good looking and awesome. And then he went to the Wailing Wall and became a, in, in mm. Jerusalem and became a chassid. And then the next time we saw him, we both ran up to him, to, my mom and I, to like give him a hug. And he was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I cannot touch right. you. Right. But it's like, but then you can touch whores. <laughs> 
you can like they it's I have to look it up. I don't know that what I'm saying is a hundred thousand percent accurate, but I think it is. I wonder if they're allowed to sleep with Jewish whores. I bet they're not. Now I, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. Listen, they exist. Um, I don't know, maybe, but I think it's more just like if there's not gonna be some sort of like I don't know, big dramatic thing. I think they just see it as transactional mm. in a way. Like on the DL. Yeah. What, Joel? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't are you nervous know. about how, as usual, problematic Robin might be? <laughs> no, no. I think I think she's tapping a rich man here. Huh? Uh, what are you saying? You don't know about then? I, I, I don't know if that's. I think it's different for different Orthodox Jews. I think right? it's like, different for difference. Is it the Orthodox Jews or the Hasid specifically? Well, the Hasids are Orthodox. They're a type of Orthodox Jew. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I I really might be speaking out of turn because I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know the rules, but I, I know, know in rules. reality that is what, what's going on, at least in New York City. Yes. A There's lot of people a are getting arrested. Huge rate yeah. of HIV yeah. among Orthodox men. A lot of prostitutes are getting arrested. Well, men. Oh, 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 right. Hiring. Soliciting a prostitute yeah. is illegal too. Duh. Uh, Tony, hello. Hi. How's, <laughs> have you solicited any prostitutes lately? Not lately. You no. were traveling okay. though. I was traveling. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a taken man. But I mean, yeah, but you're taken, but then you're in Detroit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no rules there. <laughs> but does Lawless. your girlfriend go with you to Detroit? No. Oh, no. then you're fine. <laughs> 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 you're like a rock star in Detroit <laughs> and Cincinnati. Yeah. I've, yeah, that's not, it's a, a band of nerds is what we are. But there yeah. are there are nerd groupies. Yeah, they are. Mm, I didn't yeah, think you were getting heavy metal groupies, but you're getting nerd groupies. Yeah, but no, we're not, though. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> <laughs> and also making the like, stop, yeah, stop cool talking. It, cool it. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. As you may be able to hear, I still have Invisalign, <laughs> and I... Oh, Joel is giving me a look. He's he's looking south of the Scheidel and as if he didn't notice before. Is that, that was, true? Harrison Ford was in that, oddly, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, did uh, you not notice before? Because I feel like I feel no. like it's very conspicuous. That's the Invisa okay. part. Um oh they're both top and bottom? Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I can't really notice. Uh, that makes me feel so good because I feel I was like I can't hear a word you're saying, but <laughs> I actually feel so good. Because I, I was thinking, am I gonna take them out every time I record? But it's just, I just record so much, you I, guys. You I know? have not noticed it once. Okay, this makes me That's feel good. so much better. And my kids are, like, if I have a different color shirt on or... What is this adult Invisalign thing, though? Well, I mentioned this last week. Robin was on last week. And okay. I was like, I feel like there is something sad, yep. a little pathetic yep. about adults doing That's orthodontics. Right. Do you feel the same way? Totally. Okay, because everyone in the room, especially Daniel... There's this, when did this start? When did we start giving adults... Invisalign. Especially, I'll answer that in a, in a second, but especially Daniel was like, there's just, to me, there's something beautiful and empower, I'm putting words in his mouth, but a beautiful and empower, when I see an adult getting orthodontics, I'm just like, that's great that you're doing that for yourself. And I was like, no, it's sad. Sad. Tom Cruise did it, right? Did he? I feel like he that did. was He had thing. some sort, because yeah. he used to have like a weird or no, now, center yeah, tooth. Were, now he has the center tooth. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't use to. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does. He doesn't have two front teeth. Look closely. Oh, I will. He but did he's also, some... also like a little off to the side. Yeah. He had some sort of orthodontia. Right. Yeah, oh, did he have if... like full 
full metal braces though? no they were like clear i think yeah, i don't know was what the deal in that is movie? but if in one of <laughs> full metal braces <laughs> if you see some of his early movies you're like oh those are yes different teeth like yeah. at the outsiders there's a yeah. lot of different yeah. teeth going on but so anyway to answer your question joel I feel like the vast majority of Invisalign people are adults who did have braces when they were young right. and then their teeth moved. Um, and yeah, mine are, are kind of moving and uh, my bite is like to this way or that way or whatever. So anyway, this is like my dentist ag- agreed. Who's oh. my dentist who's not making money off of this because um, I'm going to an orthodontist where I'm definitely the oldest person in so that you office. you go to an orthodontist with a yeah. bunch of like 13, 14-year-olds. That's right. And and everyone just assumes you're there with your kid. Actually, no one has like looked past me, but no one said anything or commented. No, because it's like the you know the the women who are, are at you the reading front. like Highlights magazine as you wait. Like what's well, going so, on? So have you noticed? There's no more magazines in offices since COVID no. anymore. Oh. But I would read Highlights. Okay. I mean, if only you were here last week. Because Robin went to the ortho spaceship. Yeah, I had to get retainers like sometime in the last 10 years. What is going on? And there's a <laughs> there's a office in Beverly Hills called the ortho spaceship. And like you would get texts like your flight is arriving. No. Oh, oh yeah. my God. 245. Oh. Be in your seat. Um, Why is that appealing to children? Who wants to go on a flight? Because well, it's, it's like space. It's not nice and flight to space. It's a I know. flight to space, so you don't have to think about getting your what, teeth knocked out. Kids, that's like giving them cowboys. Like it's not 1954. Like is this the dream for children? To, like, I think. It's, I mean, Owen loves outer space. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. he totally. loves it. But I don't know that. I understand what you're saying. You're saying there's like a Cold War race to the moon situation that Robin's sure, yeah. like, like, come on, Leica, like that. Like, I'm sure know? in India right now, it's cool to be into space. But like, right. Owen's into space? He is obsessed with the solar like system. Like SpaceX or what's he, or just likes planets? He loves Elon Musk. Does. I'm just kidding. Um, he, <laughs> Mercury was his favorite for a while. Sure. And he, hot, but so he hot. knows, he knows, every, he knows way more than I do. Like he knows about black holes. He knows about, there's mm. some specific term for like a super something black hole there's various terms he's come up he's said to me that i thought initially were like oh that's a cute owenism like a cinderella something or other but But then it turns out that they're real so he has a legitimate interest this isn't just the way that like but it's marketing for kids like we're gonna take you to get your braces done at the spaceship and you had to go there yeah it was helpful for me too because i didn't want to go it made it more exciting a little bit there was like a slot a door that slid open when it was time for your appointment (laughs) to go like from the waiting room to where all the chairs were i enjoyed it did you guys ever go to the restaurant in new york mars 2112 i know what is that i know about it though i don't it was right there two blocks from there yeah Yeah, it was right at the 49th street subway station right it was like right there Mars 2012. Oh my yeah. God. And 2012 was supposed to sound like it was the future. It was 2112, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I think so. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Um, it was a uh, restaurant where doors would open and you would get in a fake elevator and then you would emerge in Mars in 2112. <laughs> what did it look like? Uh, mostly a restaurant. <laughs> what did you What did you think? I, I, yeah. I, it, I'll tell you what. I don't remember it well. So yeah. it clearly wasn't that impressive. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It was obviously very it was there for longer than you would think it was yeah. yeah i never went in but i totally remember so it. Times square yeah no 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 like uh 50th like 49th yeah if, uh, if you were coming out of the 49th street station nowhere it was like on your left on like eighth 
Yeah. Yeah. Was it okay. Near, like where like Roseland Ballroom was. So, like how's what is that area? Probably because I feel like I feel like I played. I feel like I went there the same night I played Roseland. Someone met me for like a work <laughs> lunch there. Like, That's amazing. Me hotel. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's so funny. <laughs> There was also Ruby Foos was across the street. I have oh, been, no. Okay, Ruby I've been Foos. to Ruby Foos Wait, like the, a, the, more um, than once. The drag restaurant? It, wa- it was. Too long, Ruby Foo? Yeah, I don't know if it was, was a drag the restaurant. Village? No, no, no. Oh, I know what you're thinking oh, of. Oh, sorry. I know. I actually know what you're thinking of. The no, Chinese, Ruby Foos is food. just... Oh. Ruby Foos is Chinese. Just Chinese food in the middle of Times Square, like oh. truly across the street from Mars 2112. Oh, okay, no, I don't know that. But I remember when Ruby Foos opened and it was like so hard to get in. Really? And then like I went there like a couple of years ago for fun and it was it Not was fun. it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't a good choice. Goodbye, Ruby Foos. And it's gone. Yeah. It's That's gone. so funny that you say that because I was literally just thinking of Ruby Foos a couple nights ago. Um Yeah, for, it was like a destination for a while. Yeah. Because before I lived in New York. Um, I went there and then I don't think I went there at all when I did live there. Mm. And then I, we, I did, uh, there was an Adam Carolla show at Caroline's. Mm-hmm. And after the show, we went there right next to with Caroline's. Todd Berry and Bobby Moynihan yeah. and like a, yeah. Good eaters. <laughs> <laughs> did it have like a square font? Uh, a square. F- I don't remember the. I think I know this place. I never thought. I walked by it a lot. Never you thought about what it by was. It a million times. Never thought about what that was. Or it wasn't no appeal necessary to, me. to go. Yeah. The drag place in the village because I lived in the East Village. Mm-hmm. It was Ruby. It was like Ruby D's or like nope. it was. It wasn't Ruby Foods, but it was close. It was like my first and maybe one of few experiences with with drag. Yeah. You. Yeah. And the food was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I made my friend. I think my friend got had her um, had her bachelorette party there. It was very popular. Yeah, for that kind of thing. Tony, obviously, you're gonna have to look it up. So we're looking for a drag East is it a Village 1990s drag restaurant Ruby. I don't know about the Ruby. Yeah, you were so confident that Ruby Foos was I have right. A lot of confidence. Have you not noticed this? <laughs> maybe the Foos is the part. Possibly. Or maybe just take, yeah, maybe Joel's right. Maybe take out the Ruby. Right. While we look that up, I would be remiss. And this is gone, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, It's okay. It's got to be. I'd be remiss if I didn't remind everyone that I have such a robust merch lineup. Woo! Please go check it out. We're talking t-shirts, mugs, I mean, various mugs, various t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, sweatshirts, notebooks, all anything you want. Sex toys? Sex toy. Oh my god! I need to get into sex toys. I just feel oh like god, everyone's got enough hoodies and mugs, yeah. t-shirts. Like, but not. You feel like people don't have enough sex toys. That I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, move on to other things. I would. There are things that I would like to have. Yeah, for sure. And why not sex toys? What yeah. kind? Like, do you think just like a just like a regular vibe? Like, what's more me? Like, or just a regular that, vibrator? You tell me. Or like know. something that's like gonna you know go in and out <laughs> i think anything that goes in should definitely come out i don't i mean at the same time right i don't even know what that means oh my god like, like a I'm, thing that's like a g-spot stimulator yeah. and a clit stimulator you've oh, seen okay, it okay yeah you've anyway the reason i was thinking and this goes along with, oh go to alicefromrosen.com and look for the banner that says merch my merch store is live and then you'll get there and the reason i was thinking of ruby foos though was because Daniel and I are watching Sex in the City from the beginning. Right. I'm on. T- I am too, and I'm on season four. What? What okay. Is going on? Uh, well, and just the whole like world that. is adult braces and Sex in the City from yeah. the beginning. What Joel, year is this? It's what is going on? It's 2112. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been watching, and just like that, 
And you mean Sex and the City or And Just Like That. You're watching both. Yeah, we okay. started with watching And Just Like That. Joel, yeah. do you know what that is? I have a question on Just Like That. Should I hold it till the end? Y- yes, I okay. think so. Um, and then Daniel had never really seen Sex and the City. He had just seen like a few episodes here and there. Yeah. I th- I'm sh- of course, I have in back in the day. Yeah. So we started from the beginning and I had said to him, the first season is not good. Because, and we should tell the listeners, they talk, some random New Yorkers talk right to the yes, camera and but, are just like, dating is hard in New York. So my memory... Like real sex? Like, kind of. No. My yeah. memory is that it was shot almost like, is this supposed to be a documentary? Right, right. My memory is the first season sucked. There was a lot of straight to the camera. The format was totally different. And then it got good in the second yeah. season. All off Facts of Life. I, I'm just kidding. I love the first season <gasps> of Facts of Life. I love the first season you of Facts of Life. You took the good and too. you took the bad. But you don't like changed. Molly Ringwald? What's, what's no, going on? No, I'm joking. Oh. It's just that after the... That was sacrilege, I know. After the first season, they like a lot of the girls were no longer the focus of the story. And that's when they honed, they brought in Joe and honed in on the four of them. And it took away the roller skates, right? Was yeah, she was there. Oh, she was, but did they I take away roller was, skates? At some I think point? she might have only been on roller skates in the first season. I'm so not too. sure. Hmm. Um, but I am shocked to find out that actually enjoyable from the beginning. It's not mm-hmm. nearly as bad as yeah. I remembered. Mm-hmm. And in the second season, they're still talking to the camera. Yes, a little bit halfway through the second season. And yeah. you're, you might get to in the third season, Miranda has braces. What? Yeah. Miranda also, gets braces and she feels like no one takes her seriously. And then she goes on a date with a guy, spoiler alert, who's like, how do you give a blowjob with those things? And it just like, it's oh. just like she has all this food in her teeth and she's like, huh? Um, <laughs> I didn't even remember that. I will say, though, <laughs> a lot of it, like, uh, Carrie is annoying and awful. Yeah. More than I remembered. But also, and I don't know if this is just my stage of life or if it's just like culture has moved. The just relentless, obs- I mean, I know this is what the show is, but like the relentless obsession with relationships yes. is um, tiresome. So, yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting and it sucks because I think th- that was the show, let's just say when it was out, I was, it, it was, it came out in 99. I was living in the East Village and I was just like, oh my God, what is that? And then yeah. we all watched it and then that became sort of like the battle cry of like, if you're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. you're 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 just like, you know, you're like it was it wasn't aspirational to have it was aspirational to have friends and go to cafeteria and talk. But it was very, very aspirational to have a relationship because those women pri- seem to prize that above all else. And right. then it takes a turn. They 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 get off of it a little bit. But Char- all of them are like, mm-hmm. I don't have a man to share it with. And in the most recent episode of him, just like that, the finale of season two. Right. One of the characters, Naya, is just like, I have all these accomplishments and no man to share it with. And I just, like, I get that feeling, no right. doubt. But, like, to say it out loud all these years later after that was, like, the driving force of the first season, it just was, like, not progress. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I just can't remember. Like, if I had seen it back then, would I have also found it tiresome if I was... I don't, I don't think no, so. No, I think that that's just how things were then. That's how things were. And yeah. Charlotte in season three is like, I'm going to get married this year. And she does. And right. it's not a good marriage. And right. So it is interesting to go back and watch because also with And Just Like That, they they kind of took a lot of the characters and just kind of upended them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so they turned Miranda into back. a real yeah, it's just ding a dong. Good, and they're trying, they're servicing way too many characters. Well, that's my question because yeah. I have not watched this, but I've seen billboards or sure. ads 
And I'm going to guess that between the end of Sex and City and the beginning of Just Like That, they spent their entire time making friends with black people. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what happened? Mm -hmm. Because I never saw a black person on that show. And now the billboard is mostly black people. Yeah. What, did they is they did they make a plan or it just happened? I think it's like they went onto Reddit and read the comments yeah. and then were like, but we're what, gonna no, no, course. I, I understand what the writers did, but the characters Oh, what's did, there? Did they move to Atlanta? Like how did this all happen? <laughs> oh, You're gonna get canceled, Joel. I've been canceled. Um, it's too late. There's nothing left to cancel. What, what um I'll tell you what happened. The, like Allison's saying they read the comments and then and then in addition to reading the comments, they let all the people who submitted fan fiction to Instagram, they just looked at the fan fiction and said, Let's shoot that. No, I understand the He wants to know in yes. the in, in the, the universe in the of Sex yes. and the City, how do we how explain does that change occur? It's it, it's maybe New York became more diverse. It did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think well, so one Lisa <laughs> not, not, Todd, it did, but not with black people. Lisa Todd Wexley, who's Nicole Ari Parker, she became friends with Charlotte through the school, and then okay. Cynthia Nixon goes to grad school, and Naya, who's played by an actress Karen something, I love her. Uh, she's great. Yeah. Um, she, they so they met. They hit it off. They hit it off instantly when Miranda started going to school, and then. Carrie was doing her podcast and became friends with her co-host, who is a non-binary person named Che, who started dating Miranda. And Che is also black. Che no. is oh. Latina. Okay. Yeah, played by um, Sara Ramirez. Right, who used to, who was on who was on Grey's Anatomy. It sounds for years. like the argument is the world became more diverse, and therefore they were introduced to non-white people for the first time. Um. I don't know. It's just, it looks weird that like their life changed that much. (laughs) I mean, I think that, I think the main complaint, obviously with the first one, and and there is an episode where uh, you'll see it in the second season or third season where Samantha dates a black guy and it's, it's not great. It's real tough. And then the finale of season three is they're friends with a bunch of um, black trans women. Oh, yeah. And it's really the way they talk. The, just the language that yeah. Carrie uses is re- like is awful. Like, mm-hmm. I I felt sick watching it. And Wait, it, this is and just like that? Or? No, this no, is Sex, is the, okay, yeah, 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 sex yeah, yeah. in the City. But I think that to do a reboot. Does, isn't she... Should I not? Isn't she like, hey, baby, or like out the windows and she trying yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh-huh. Um, but I think what happened is they were rebooting the show. They were probably developing it during COVID. And they and because I don't think they started shooting till 2020. Well, I get what happened with making the show. I just didn't know how they justify this in the in the show they, itself. They 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 back people in. They, well, not a lot. I don't think there's no one who's like walked up to Carrie and Charlotte and been like, what are you doing being friends with people of other races? No, no, no. I, again, that that's not how it happened in real life. I'm just wondering. They they spent 10 years without meeting any black people. Right. And now, suddenly, they're the same people, but they're living, seems yeah. like, much much more diverse lives. But that's also, I think, actually, what you're hitting on is kind of like the biggest, I don't know, sort of the biggest complaint about the show, which is that, like, what are we watching? Because, like, now what they're doing with the more diverse characters, and this is great, they're they're giving them full storylines and they're giving them scenes without the main three women Anytime that we Anytime you know. start with, and this is great. What? You go with, and this is great. No, okay. I think they're trying to service too many characters oh, and they're trying I to see. do too many things because in the original Sex and the City, they they would hit all four storylines if they Which could. Which is, as you know, as a writer, four people very is hard, hard to service. Right. Like, so very like, we hard. don't watch Friends and you're like, oh yeah. my God, they have to give Joey a, a B, a, a D really plot. dumb runner. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like, I think I speak for everyone when I say we don't need to watch what's happening with Che. 
No, so yeah, Che has a new love interest, and che, I think I couldn't agree with you more. Like, it's enough with Che. That's a wrap on Che with love. <laughs> but um, it, it's they're just trying to do too much. And then somebody, Evan Ross Katz, he's a big Instagrammer. He's yeah, like a young millennial guy, or even younger. He he did um he did a deep dive, and there were eighty five new characters. Oh wow! Just this season, it's like The Simpsons. It's, it's like yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's too much because they can't be 85 characters yeah no i'll send it to you he was what? like the 85 new characters that appeared on sex in the city this season it might be both but i think it's just and then it's just too much and it feels like michael patrick king is like taking every pitch that everyone pitches including people online <laughs> and is not being very discerning and has lost like his handle on it mm. frankly that said, I would love to write on season three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send this to them. I'm tech um, avail. That, I don't even know what that means. Is tech that avail. I'm technically available. Okay. Work. Actually, I'm not, I guess. Why? What are you strike. supposed to be? We're on strike. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I pick it. Oh, sorry. Go on with the second city talk. I was going to say, that being said, I do feel like the second season of And Just Like That was much more watchable than the first one. I, it was I enjoyable. I agree with you. I totally agree. But there were still some times where I was like throwing things. I was like, yeah. what? When she said was big a big mistake? Yeah. Everyone that hated that. That was tough. Wait, why? Big with like I knew Mr. Big, yes. Yeah. And she's Christopher sca- Chris North. Chris, Chris North. North. Yes. Yeah. Um he she started dating Aiden again, John Corbett. I can't see And then she that falls so it. in love with John Corbett again that sure. she turns to Miranda and says, Was big a big mistake? And it's like, ay, ay, ay. Wait, Just, why is that bad? Because that's who she married. That's oh, like sp- the oh, mythology you like Mr. Big. of the show. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I don't love and people him as feel a like you put us through all these yes, years of well, they what won't they and all oh, okay. this. Oh, I see. It'd be it like shit was Sam a big mistake <laughs> from Diane, right? Oh, yeah. That's okay. That sorry, I was talking me. about my Sam. and I thought he meant no, no, Sam no, the no, butcher. No, sorry, I realized when I threw out Sam, it was too common a name. But yeah, it's it's just like I feel like systematically they're sort of tearing down the sort of pillars of the show that they built up, and they're they're disrespecting themselves in a way i know what you mean um and they're trying to they're trying to do too much well you've convinced me not to watch this i don't i don't think you'd like it <laughs> at all i would like to hear your reaction to it though you had something to say you went picketing oh it's not much i i just i just i'm sure this is your your experience but compared to any union that is picketing mm-hmm. what we're doing is outrageous yes first of all that there's a the SAG people stop at noon. Is that right? Well, because of the this week yeah. is Jesus. heat. What time does the official stop time? Like two? It's unclear. It's different it's, in it's different early. places. It's like nine to twelve at Disney. Yeah, and then I don't think they do okay. afternoon. That's pickups. not even my main complaint. My main complaint <laughs> is I went with I'm sure I went with Wayne Fetterman last week. I don't know him. Don't know, I know, you, know Wayne Fetterman. Okay, he's so, a comedian so, and writer. So Wayne saying. and I meet at like ten thirty. Great. There's still free home state breakfast tacos, as there always are. Are you at Disney? Where are we? We are Paramount. Paramount. Okay. Disney has them too. Okay. Best breakfast tacos. Yeah, they are. In LA. Yeah. Free. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a hard shell or soft shell situation. Soft. Okay. soft. And then there's um, some management company has mm-hmm. donated cookies from uh, Milk Bar. Ooh. Right? Delish. And there's a uh, setup, uh, like a booth. For this company that does cold brew that's giving away like delicious cold brew for free. Oh my God, we don't even need to go back to the writer's room. It's all right there. It's, it is a writer's room, right? And then I get my free t shirt from SAG because I uh-huh. got the SAG as I'm checking it both. And then Wayne, Wayne's like, let's go to Swingers after. Great. Get the free lunch from Drew Carey. Yes. 
which you just show your little card. And it's and free. It just, it never, no check, nothing ever happens. Yeah. And we and run into a bunch of writers we know there. Yeah. It was, it was a vacation. Right. Right. It was, it was, it was not a labor dispute. Va- vacation. Someone should donate massages. This, they, no, I'm there's sure they people have. out there but massaging with be, like, those okay. chairs. This is not what the hotel union workers are experiencing. I this know. is not what Norma Ray was experiencing. No. This, no. this feels, um, it, feel, it feels questionable. I'm with you in the sense that, and I and forgive me if I've said this on this podcast since the strike, but the biggest red flag to me was when they started putting out weekly picketing schedules with themed pickets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, and yes. uh, did I mention? I've, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there but was the a Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig appreciation picket like the second week, <laughs> and I was like, guys, I was there. It was a Columbia University Day, oh. and then there was also going to be a Harvard Day. Yeah, yeah. I was it like, does seem do you want less collegiate. sympathy? Yeah, than having the Harvard people. Pick it, yes, from their strike, <laughs> yes, and and so when I saw when I see those in the theme pickets, and I'm like, are we sure we want to dress up as the people, as the characters, whatever? Um, I just think about real labor disputes and yeah. like how people are, you know, like fighting out there every day, not yeah. not leaving their posts and not getting free anything. Yeah, and that's what that's what happens. But this, yes, the strike has taken on a more bougie tone. Beyond isn't yeah. great. Why do you think that's happening? Is it because of how much money is in Hollywood? That's a very good guess. Why do what what <laughs> that what is happening? That why we, is it we're having a, a bougie strike. picket? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I first of all, I'll say in 2007, I don't remember oh, that's being right. that bougie. That is right. I picketed then, and it was a uh, it was a very pleasant experience. Yeah, and but it was but there were no there wasn't free stuff everywhere. No, Drew Carey was still doing that at Bob's Big Boy. He was last time. Yeah, he was. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, I think I don't know. I think Has I mean someone I've read tabulated different... how much he's paid. No, but you could. Oh my God, that's a good story for the love, Hollywood Reporter. Joel. I would love to know how much out of pocket because the place was full of writers like swingers. Bet it's probably a uh, when it's all said and done, maybe a hundred grand. Absolutely more. not. More? Do you think more? more? I've been it's hearing been like about it for four months. Or five months. Oh. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, it's lunch, dinner, breakfast, everything, right? Yeah, probably. Is there alcohol at swingers that you can get or no? I don't know. I think there was. Huh. Really? Like open bar? No. Basically, yeah, he's throwing a wedding every day. Millions. <laughs> Millions, couple million. All right, but, sorry, but you were saying why no, it's so bougie. No, I think that it's it's. I don't know why it's bougie, but when I started to get like a little, uh, it was started sticking in my craw a little bit about all these themed pickets or mm-hmm. university pickets, etc. I'm like, this is they're gonna look out the windows of their offices that we're picketing and laugh at us in co- here we are in costume here we are like all hugging each other yeah, because we haven't seen each other since 2008, like. I, it just, yes, we needed to come. I, I think, I will say, I do think we're winning right now. Um, I do think we have the leverage right now. It could change, but I, I, I disagreed with how uh, bougie those pickets were. I think I, it's nice that companies are supporting and bringing food, but I also feel like it doesn't. I feel like it's a, a bad PR move, although the PR has been nothing but great for the writers and the actors. And but, then the AMPTP hired a crisis person yeah, last week. They're yeah. doing so poorly, yeah. but. I did uh, some executive. I know his birthday. I, I was emailing them. Happy birthday, Bob! Yeah, and I was explaining <laughs> my strike experience. Yeah, and their response was, "Holy crap! This strike is never going to end." 
which I think was accurate and maybe points to why this is an effective strategy. Right. Because if you're looking out your window and people are playing music and oh, having free right. cold like, brew. It's not it's like, hurting the people who yeah, are these striking. These people aren't yeah. going anywhere. Right. Yeah. D- and that email exchange was last week. Yeah, this week, I think. Aye, aye, aye. I do think it's going to end soon. We heard. But this person has no past. This person isn't right. like. This person would end the strike in a second if they get. Tony, did you happen to find out this uh, restaurant from. Quite possibly. Was it Stingy Lulu's? It was not. Oh, I've I heard of Stingy Lulu's. Stingy Lulu's. I thought for sure that was going to be it because uh. that seemed to fit the description. It might have been Joel. It was not. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it really Don't tell Joel. Okay. Hey, hi, Joel. It definitely wasn't. Wink, wink. Okay, listen, guys. It wasn't Sinjilus. I went to the eye doctor today. Ooh. I need to go. Do you have a suggestion? We'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, I like the people that I go to in Burbank. I'm going there. Great. Okay, great. Burbank. I know. Eye doctor professor, bitch. Yeah. Tony, can you play the dun-dun-dun? Because I have news about my my visit to the eye doctor. Oh, my God. Wrong one. I have a feeling. Okay. Allow me to tell you my eye his my ocular history, if that's the right word. Uh, I always had twenty twenty vision, huh. always, and I like to brag about it. Um, you should in Just fact, go girl. Thank you very much. Um, but then I I turned old and I started needing sure. you know close up glasses. Um, and so I've never had my eyes dilated because I always just what? pay. Yeah, I don't know. It sort what of. What do you mean? You could have glaucoma. No, they they check for glaucoma. There's a different test for that. Well, listen, they there's a thing you can pay thirty nine dollars to do something where you like put your chin where there's a machine that can take um a picture of your whole eye. So it's the same. It's just insurance doesn't cover it. They don't puff air into your eye. You have some workaround on this. No, that they do. Okay, they do that. Um. I don't know. I've gone to two different eye places that since I've been going to the eye doctor, I'm always able to not get dilated. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Thank I you. mean, I've been dilated and not dilated over the yeah. years. Um, I just am like sort of skeeved out by the dilation and, and then driving after. Yeah. I just yeah. don't know what it's going to be like. And, I, and I'm like, I'd rather just do the thing where I, I look into the machine and yeah. they're like, you know, fine, you know, look at the light. Okay. Make sure to, you know, keep your eye open wide. But anyway, today... They found that I have a little hole or like a little tear in my retina. Oh. Thank you. And. Do you feel it? No, I don't Hmm. feel it. She said, are you seeing floaters or anything? And I said, like, occasionally, but I feel like I've been seeing those for occasionally seeing those for years. And it wasn't there March 2022. Hmm. So my whole thing is like. Am I going to die? Am I going to go blind? Is this bad? Like, how, what are we talking? Doctor, tell me, just level with me. I can handle it. Um, and she she was not immediately forthcoming, but was saying like, you know, I would recommend try to get in this to the retina specialist this week if possible. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's like not a big deal, really, because it's far away. Like you don't want if it were close to the, the macula. The cones. cones. Yeah. <laughs> if it were close to the center of the back of my eye, that would be worse. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of far, far away. Um, and she said either they'll decide to just monitor it or they might do a laser procedure on it to like prevent it from spreading mm. 
which can be a little uncomfortable. I don't know. Anyway. I think my mom had that surgery a while ago. Yeah, she tore her retina a while ago. And if there was a surgery to be had, Margie (laughs) Sabolsky had that surgery. Well, so this brings me... Wait, what's your mom's name? Margie Sabolsky. Okay, this brings me to... So then I got home and I had to do the Googling that I couldn't do while I was Mm, there. Sure. RP? Hmm? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Because I thought that you you wound up... I'm not going to send you to a place that you don't want to go. Keep going. Wait, you know of a retina place? I had a long conversation. Oh, are, is this it RP morning. for retina place? No, it's a disease. I had a long conversation this morning oh. with Andrew Leland, who wrote that book about how to go blind. I'm not uh, familiar with this. It's a book. great New Yorker piece too. There's no RPV. Search. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I it's re- I forget what it's called, but I saw that's that what he has. Yeah. Okay. Is he going blind? Yes, he's legally blind now. Great. <laughs> oh my god. I yeah. Well, I yes. He's a great writer. Well. Don't whatever you do. It'll give me. I spend so much time on my phone now. Honestly, it'll like get me more in touch with the world. Yeah, I I think go to the specialist this week if you can. I'm going Friday. Yeah, Yeah. and then I have to get dilated. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know. This dilation thing is not a big deal. I'm going to get dilated, and then probably that day, if they recommend it, they'll do the laser zappy thing of my eye, Uh, which sort of scares me. Did you get LASIK? No, I got LASIK. So I I had lasers in my eyes. How was it? Like a nothing except for the smell of your own burning flesh. Oh! But other than you, grow up. Um, Were you worried about an earthquake happening while the laser was in your eye? You know what? If I had been smart, I would have. We and we're due for one always. Yeah. yeah. They said there was going to be a big one at eight p.m. this past Sunday night, and there wasn't. They being your likes, Twitter. Twitter. psychic <laughs> Twitter, quake Twitter. Oh. What if it's earthquake weather on Friday? Should I not go? I mean, this is earthquake weather right now. I hate to say it. Is that a phrase other than the Beck song? Yeah. Is it? Totally. What is it? Hot and just humid? Unusually hot and dogs yeah. barking. When it's hot and dogs are barking for no reason, there's going to be an earthquake. I promise you. Wow. All right. Well, don't schedule it then. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm at their mercy. It's, right. They're like, it's like oh, the, it's the big one. And Allison's eye is like flapped open. <laughs> <laughs> Your eye flaps. It's pretty fast. I don't know, you know. Yeah. That, I know. Earthquakes yes. are a little slow. I've been... You've been through them. Wait, what are you saying, though? No matter when the earthquake starts, they can be done by the time it starts? The whole thing's pretty fast. Yeah, you wouldn't start it if there was rumbling. Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) This reminds me of when similarly as important and drastic, I was going to get my hair straightened Mm. and they were squeezing me in on a Sunday. So I was going to be the only person at the salon. And my dad, my departed father who was very, like, I feel like my family, if they excel in anything, it's coming up with worst case scenarios to worry about. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, what What if something happens and the water gets shut off while the solution is on your hair? Oh. And now I don't know, in that circumstance, I don't know why it would be better if it was a salon full of people. (laughs) Like, it's, my hair is going to burn off. Right. Or, you know, no matter what. But maybe like if there's a lot of people that have bottles of water, I yeah. don't know. I chose to go forward with it on a Sunday and it was fine. <laughs> and I guess I'll just sit there while it's rumbling and they burn the wrong part of my face or something. But yeah, it is, even though I get the sense it's a pretty nothing thing. The idea of like trusting someone to shoot a laser into my eye is mm. sort of scary. Not I for think you. it's a lot less scary than uh, than a knife in your eye. Yes. So 
there is a surgery. There's like the laser thing. I'm a little unclear because there's a torn retina and then there's like a hole in your retina. The latter, they also called that a a retinal retina tear Mm -hmm. that's what i have but like a torn retina or a detached retina that's a whole different emergency bad thing Mm. um but anyway so i was reading and there's some surgery and i'm wondering if this is what margie had no (laughs) well you would know where was a detached retina it was yeah okay so that's an emergency that's yeah that it's all did you start going blind um i don't think so but okay. it was. This was a while ago. I could ask her. Uh, how did do you know how she knew that that was happening? I think she had a lot of pain. I think she okay. was just in a lot of pain, and then like went to the eye doctor, and they're like, "You have a detached retina," and it was like a big deal. And they used a laser to do it, though. No, you know. So I don't know what they use, but I don't know. There's some surgery, and it might be for detached retina, where you have to be face down during recovery, like okay. potentially for a week to ten days. Whoa, that's hot. <laughs> yeah butt up so they recommend you sleep with like your eye the non-affected eye on the pillow and the affected eye hanging off the bed um you have to this is the there's internet, like, right this is not some doctor telling you this i think it was um no one's told it was you this bullshit monthly oh no okay. no no one's told me this in person okay. but it was like a medical right. article but it could have been yeah. a bullshit one you know it wasn't like the mayo clinic or the mayo clinic eye department but um according to what i read there's like special furniture you can rent that keeps you oh, face boy. forward so there's like special chairs i mean is it like a massage chair i don't know I don't there's know. special chairs there's recommendations like if you're at the table cross your arms and then just put your head down. Oh, 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 this is amazing. There's like a mirror you can buy so that when you're face down, you can still talk to people in the room and see them. That's hilarious. But none of what you're saying sounds like it's going to be conducive to actually like living, even if you're recovering, because just the idea of like changing your sleep position. Yeah, yeah, not going to happen. Is is like, what's going to happen if you're fully asleep in the middle of the night? You change your position. Is your eye going to fall out? Well, it's not going to fall out, but apparently there's like a bubble of gas. I'm not having this. This is for the more serious thing. There's a bubble of gas that they put in your eye and the pressure holds when they're trying to get the retina to reattach to the back of your eye, the pressure holds it there. Um, And so if you change positions, it's going to go in the wrong place and Mm. it's not going to take basically. And Mm. then does your eye fart that out at some point? (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) Yes. The gas goes away and is replaced by, I don't know what, when it's not needed anymore. I don't know. Eye liquid tears, v- vitreous humor. I don't know. It's replaced. Ooh, nice. Thank you. That was I. I that was a poll that I did today with her, um, and she was like, "Wow, no one like." And I said, "Yeah, I, I dissected a cow's eyeball in seventh grade, and for some reason, I remember that." She's like, "No, usually no one knows that." I was like, "Oh, yeah." You right. tell her who's boss here. That's right. You tell. I'll tell her who did a like pretty extensive biology program in seventh grade not thrilled with it way too much dissection but it was for this moment today when you finally the payoff the payoff it was a long callback but it was worth it (laughs) yes you're right so okay so the the dilation is not going to be a big deal is what you guys are telling me No, everyone else does it every year it's not a big deal I can't guarantee that's not that a good argument. A torn There's a lot of no one's I feel walking like... talking about it all the time like it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. Greg Proops told me. Greg Proops. On... <laughs> <laughs> I just call him Greg Proops, but um, on Twitter, don't freak out. It can be disorienting. 
like two years ago. And then at that point, when I when I had to tweet about having to get dilated or something, um, and at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay the $39 and not do this. You've had far worse dilations. You've had two children? <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I have. Yeah, this true. is not. It, it's good. The light's going to be a little, you're going to be light sensitive for a couple hours. And then you're able to drive? When you have to wait a little while, and then you can drive. I think I'm just going to take an Uber or have Daniel take it. That's yeah. fine, too. I probably and then, drive. according to the thing I read, I can't exercise for like no. two weeks to a month. Not from the dilation, from the oh, laser thing. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that is music to my ears. <laughs> I love an excuse to be sedentary. You're like, do the other eye. Make it six <laughs> weeks. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. A lot of stuff to get to. Oh. I don't actually know if there is. Oh, okay. I just like to say that. Joel, you have been out of what? town. I yeah. How was it? It was good. It was not an accusation. <laughs> I just wanted to know how how it was. It was great. It was great. You were on the East Coast. I I was on I was on the East Coast. I was in Japan. I was in Italy. Yes. I was in a lot of places. Right. But since we last saw you, you oh, were I on don't the East Coast. East oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. I came back in between. no. Did you visit your mom? Is that what you're doing? I did. Doing? My mom, my dad, my sister. My wife, Cassandra's brother and parents. Oh, they're all there. Nephew. Yeah, I, I, we're both from the East Coast. So, How do they feel about you guys just coming out here to Not good. make your claim? Oh, like, my God. My Jewish parents still. Yeah, I left in 2005. They're still angry at me. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's nice. That's well, too much. Yeah. No, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. Did you and Cassandra go to high, high school together or you're we, just both from New we Jersey? We went to preschool together. Did you what? really? No, but wouldn't that, that no, <laughs> neither. No, we met after college. I you know, did like the biggest eye roll of all time the funny for the thing, listeners at home. We've been dating since we were three. <laughs> the funny thing is if someone went to preschool with the person they're with now, if it turns out that like they reunited and yeah. then it, then yeah. it's okay. But yeah. if they but had if actually been since together three, since elementary, that's so awesome. repulsive. It's too much. Yeah. I just saw her across that room eating paste. <laughs> but did you guys meet at Stanford? No, we met after college in oh, New York okay. City. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got but it. But how? Got it. We want to know how. Um, we were set up on a half-blind date. She had seen me, a picture of me in the in this magazine that she was working at. Ooh. What magazine was she working at? She was working at a magazine that was only distributed to male smokers of Marlboro cigarettes called Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> so all my boyfriends in New York. <laughs> got it. And there was an editor there who went on to be the host of What Not to Wear, this guy, Clinton Kelly. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh. sure. So Clinton, I didn't know he comes from cigarette journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton set us up on a half-blind date. What's half? Oh, well, she had well, seen, seen what you looked like. And yeah. what had you been told about her? Great question. Uh, Clinton sold her to me as the perfect mix of good girl, bad girl. That was oh, the phrase he used. That was the phrase he used. I'm pretty sure I know what part you were more into, the good girl or the bad girl, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but And is that right? Is that what you have found her to be? Like, Would you describe her that way? I would not describe her that way, but it's not inaccurate. That's such an interesting. Does it feel good to know your wife better now than Clinton Kelly does after all these years? <laughs> <laughs> like, think of how much better you know her than he does. Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, we know that you're in a fight to the death of competition with Clinton Kelly. Yes, always. Oh, yeah, right. everyone yeah. is right, especially about fashion. It's it's just such an interesting way to describe someone. Because it's like a very, it, it feels like it's about her image, 
But I get the sense it's about more than that. I think so. I think I haven't thought about that phrase in a while. Yeah. I, th- I think he was Loaded. getting at the um that she was cool. Uh-huh. But she uh, won't embarrass you. Exactly. She was presentable. She went oh, to Skidmore. Right. She's, she's smart and yeah. well read and but she also was like kind of a, a badass. Right. But she she's worked in a the cigarette in magazine. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Did she get free Marlboros? No, in fact, I would write for that magazine. You weren't allowed to mention smoking or cigarettes. <laughs> and I had to interview Dennis Leary for them. Oh. And I'm like, how do I write this Dennis Leary profile? He's chain smoking yeah. the whole time. I can't mention that he's smoking. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it only went to male smokers of Marlboros? That's right. <sighs> like with It was like Marlboro an outdoor adventure kind of Yeah, magazine. how did you get it? How did you get this magazine? You had to smoke a lot to get the magazine. No, they made millions of these. Huh. So they were every, everywhere. And in fact... Yeah, for a while, after I left Time Out New York and I was working at Time Magazine, I still didn't quite know how big the world was. Mm. So I thought, I'll keep my column at Time Out New York, which is for young people. And none of these old people at Time will know that I'm like moonlighting on the side. <laughs> right. Because the world, so how would these two worlds inter- intersect? Right. And same with, I'll keep writing for this like Marlboro Magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, and I quickly got caught <laughs> by, you know, for the Time Out thing. And then they let me keep doing it, oddly. But... The Marlboro magazine was somehow placed inside occasionally the Lincoln Town Cars that picked us up on like when we worked late on like Thursdays yeah. and Fridays. Yes, and so very. I got elegant. caught there too. Wow, I'm I'm flashing on one of my beloved college roommates um, having enough Joe the Camel bucks to Uh-oh. get a varsity jacket. Do you remember when uh, <laughs> when on the Daily Show? John Stewart asked you to send in your camel bucks. He was using it for charity. Oh, and he had I don't like a remember that. Picture of a cigarette showing how many camel bucks That's he had so gotten funny. so far. Yeah, we had a lot of camel bucks in that apartment. There was a lot. There were a lot of people who were all about collecting the camel bucks yeah. and the Marlboro. Yeah, it's a hard word to say, especially with Invisalign miles. Um, I you know the only time I ever started collecting anything like that was <laughs> for a little while. There were like lean cuisine rewards. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Was it just more lean cuisines or what would you get? A date with Susan Powder? Like what's going on here? No, Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, right. Remember yes. she came in in that big red this dress and then tore it off. Oh, no. She was, well, she wasn't lean cuisine. She was Weight, weight Watchers, Watchers, right? Right? No, this no. is living. Was she? I can't remember. But um Oh, wasn't there also like a member of the royal family involved in yes, this? Yes, Sarah, Sarah Ferguson. Ferguson for Weight Watchers. Oh, I think Tony, that's Tony, I believe we have um a drop that refers to lean cuisine. Do you know it? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. This would be fun. <laughs> I'm sending you on a The lean goose cuisine chase. um Lasagna was pretty good. Yes. They are not bad. I agree. I, agree. I yeah. was not eating that to lose weight. I was just grabbing it because it right. was easy. It was good. It's This is living. I mean, they're, I actually don't know. I'm no longer going to be Lean Cuisine's bitch. That's when I decided. <laughs> that's when I decided the thing where it's like, turn it halfway. Take off the what? film. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of very specific instructions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it put it in for, too much for you? four minutes. Too much cooking? Stir it. Put it. Well... Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the microwave for six minutes and roll the dice. I'm no longer going to be lean. I just feel like they're like, they're making a fool of Allison Rosen. Um. Anyway, though. So you could win. Wait, no. Wait, wait, you can't leave us hanging. Do you, should you follow the rules on a frozen dinner or is it not important? It's a little better if you do. Yeah. You yeah. might get like, a, it might be a heat unevenly, but it's not inedible. Well, they, I didn't think it would be inedible. Well, they act like but it's But part of it was be. like frozen. I mean, yeah, just just take the film off and turn it. I guess I don't think there's scientists. You don't have to. 
But do you think to. that red dress and you can Google, was it Lean Cuisine, Tony? Did you, or I, we're talking I, about Lynn Redgrave, right? Or was it Vanessa Redgrave? It was Lynn Redgrave. Okay. And she was in a giant red dress. Oh, you're dress. right. Lynn Redgrave for Lean Cuisine. For Lean Cuisine. She was in a giant, like, tent of a dress. And then she'd rip it yes. off and be in a, like, Lean a skin cu- tight. Yes, Tony, we're going to need but a commercial as well. I'm my sorry. My question is, like, that giant red dress that looked like a tent, mm-hmm. it's probably, it was probably regular size. It's probably like a size six or something. <laughs> probably yeah. a size six. Size eight. And I, we all were like, oh, like she took off her dress and her now she's so thin. So you could win potholders. Yes. You could win a food scale. I don't think you're winning. You could redeem yeah, your is. Lean Cuisine bucks for, yeah. you could redeem them for a timer shaped like a tomato. These are all things that could be Tongs. on your merch page i know oh, you're right yeah just do all lean cuisine merch yeah. Yeah. and then for a little while when you shopped at pavilions they gave they had like some monopoly game yes oh, yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. they McDonald's had that at albertson's too. Yeah. too i was doing that for a little while i think daniel was too and then we were like what are we doing <laughs> this is not fun mm-hmm. it's just Much a lot like of monopoly paper itself yes yeah it's yeah and there's a great, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, there's a documentary around Showtime. It came out right at the beginning of the pandemic called McMillions. Yeah, based on the article. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was it was just how these people, th- those McDonald's games, like basically how they cheated at them, essentially. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Did yeah, they get caught? really good. Yeah. Yes. I didn't. Yes. I didn't know about it's that. It's really interesting because all those contests, you don't think that there's like a person with like a handcuff suitcase handcuffed to them with like the winning card in it or you know what i mean like right no but sort of (laughs) there was like a winning card and like the guy who was gonna get the winning card had to have a code and like oh when i say suitcase handcuffed to your wrist that's just an image i don't know if it was really handcuffed to his wrist daniel had an interesting experience at a liquor store that sells a lot of lottery and lotto tickets Mm -hmm. a guy came in and bought like $400 worth of scratchers. Wow. And instead, she never, as far as he saw, she just started handing him his winnings. Like she never, he never received the tickets and never scratched them. And it makes us wonder, is there, do they have a machine where they can just, can you buy 400 tickets? And not scratch? Yeah. That sounds right. Interesting. I I, I Googled it. I Googled like, do you have to scratch scratchers? And it, that didn't come up from that, but I don't know. Such a, such a deep question. I know. Yeah. What is the sound of an unscratched? My life is an unscratched scratcher. Tony, did you find anything? There's lasagna with ricotta. Yeah. I really love a lot. Oh my God. Pizza with pepperoni. Mozzarella. I'm going to cry. No bologna. <laughs> These are the gorgeous thing. Creamy chicken a la king. Weight Watchers has 23 oh. entrees. That's more deliciousness than anybody else. 23, including chicken sweet and sour, southern fried or cacciatore, spaghetti, ravioli, and the ziti macaroni. There's filet or fish or gratin. Oh, now what have I forgotten? Weight Watchers. This is living. Oh, yeah, and that's when she'd rip off the thing. Mm-hmm. This is living. Thank you, Tony. We, I don't love the lyric her? ziti macaroni. <laughs> I don't like mozzarella without bologna, because does everyone assume that's that a weird... they go together? No. And ricotta. I had the ricotta. They had, like, ricotta shells. Do you remember? Yes, yes I do. Why shells? was I eating so much of this? M- me, too. Do you remember their desserts that were, like, little cheesecake pucks? Yes. No, yes. I didn't get those. They were not that good. Okay. I mean, they were no. interesting. But it was something I, to eat. Yeah. I, that was their logo. Weight Watchers. It's something <laughs> to eat. Yeah. 
ate a lot of Hungry Man's too back. This when oh. I was a kid. I think my parents would go out and then yeah. they would leave. That would have like the brownie or the fruit compote. Well, I was going to say those desserts were good. Not if you got, not if you got fruit compote. Well, it was or was like that a, not a dessert? It was like a pie kind of thing. It was like the apple. I liked it. I guess like a crumble. Did mm. you ever have a Hungry Man? No, I've never heard of it. And I wanted to pretend like I what? had. What? What's a Hungry what? Man? Oh my God, Robin. Is that like, it's, a, um, it's a Swanson is that brand. Like, it's not a sandwich, it's a manwich. I mean, <laughs> is it an the, offshoot of manwiches? It was a, so this is foods. the, this is the so, yeah. era of frozen dinner, sure. aka TV dinner. And Hungry Man was a larger portion so for a Hungry were Man. appealing to men who weren't as worried about their weight. It was it had right. nothing to do with like, it. Was, you can yeah. just be hungry and a man. And if you're a, a woman, you have thing. to be lean and it has yes. to be a cuisine. <laughs> yes. Although I think the hungry man was before lean cuisine. I I'm assuming. Oh, uh, okay. Fair. You know what I used to eat, and I feel guilty about this. Um, Swanson, it was like v- one half of the foil was spaghetti, and then one half of it was breaded veal. So what would that have been? Like a veal cutlet or yeah. something? Yeah. Um, and I just try to tell myself, like, Swanson wasn't using real veal, right? They were. Veal was everywhere back then. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we no one, no one th- had any second thoughts about veal. <laughs> we did. I was served veal recently, uh, like on a prefix kind of. I went to the, um, the Oscars Museum. Yeah. Had a um, Godfather night. The guy who plays, there's a guy in The Godfather who beats his wife. You know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. every guy in the Godfather. I know, no, but, but it's like <laughs> Talia Shire's brother. That's correct. Uh, husband? husband. Yeah. Something like that. And, oh, she's the one who gets beat. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was giving a tour at the God- of the Godfather exhibit there. And then there was it's a, a great exhibit. It was it was good. And my son's super into the Godfather. So he gave us this tour and then we went downstairs and ate this meal. I think there was veal. He is the first time had he had veal. Wow. 14. It's never going to happen again. But there's veal parmesan. I was like, that's a weird thing to serve at a prefix. At yeah, this point. that's what the Swanson dinner was, I guess. Veal Parmesan. That's it, what it was. Maybe not, not just the cutlet. Well, it has it, it had spaghetti on one side, and then it had that's a breaded yeah cutlet. Now I think it had spaghetti sauce and cheese on it. Well, then that would make it yeah. Parmesan. That's veal what it Parmesan. was. That's so, so we think they used real veal back then for everything. I want them Asaboco, to have just, everything. Yeah. Oh, asabuco. Yeah. My dad. That's veal too. Yeah. My dad used to order that a lot. Is so, that even on menus these days? Not as much because we don't, the people are, are not anti veal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's sad. It is. Yeah. It's tough. All the meat. Lamb sad, is a sad as well. I agree. Yeah. Octopus, they're all sad. Every, every meat is sad. I've never been tempted by octopus. Yeah. But less for the like ethical reasons than just it seems yucky. I, I made a huge exhale with my nose and I'm so sorry that I did that. But when you said octopus, you got to breathe. Yes. I went to a place near where we live, Joel. Uh, called Speranza. It's a great little oh, yeah. uh, Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. And I... Oh, yeah. Homemade pasta. <laughs> I had seen a picture. Yes, homemade pasta. I'd seen a picture of myself as we were walking down to Speranza. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't eat anything in Speranza. For, and for whatever reason, I just like was freaking out. And for whatever reason, I ordered the squid ink, whatever. And sure. boy, was that a mistake. What? Oh, got all over you? Why? Just I wasn't prepared for how inky it was. You know, mm. yeah. I just wasn't right in, in the, the mood for it. Right Does it have a flavor? Does it have like a briny flavor or yeah. is it just like black? It's just, I just was like, what a fail of an order. Just like if you're a squidding fan, go for it. Right. But like, I think I was just like trying to punish myself that night. Weird I don't, you don't know. use squidding for anything. Like, there's no squidding bread. There's no, like, other things don't seem to require squid ink. Right. I don't know why I did Are that. there real squid ink fans out there? If you are listening oh. and you love squid ink, write in. If you're still on Twitter, 
at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Tweet us there or just like email the show, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com. I want to hear from the Squid Ink fans. And oh, yeah. or call in 323-553-2331 and leave us a voicemail. When I do the Monday show with Dan with just Daniel, we take a lot of voicemails. We're trying to figure out a way to take actual calls. But I think I'm going to start porting some voice voicemails over to the Thursday show too. So let us know your thoughts on Squid Ink, please. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to just say to Sam Foreman's credit, he switched dishes with me because he could tell oh, I was trying. God. I was wow. so nice. like wow. I liked it, and he was like, he "What did was, so? What did he give yeah. you?" He Veal? gave me the best thing that they have there, which is like it's um it's like a seafood uh, fettuccine dish, which is really good. Wow! Did it have calamari in it though? Because that's another thing I won't eat because it freaks no, me out. No, I don't think it did. That's so nice. Did you have sex that night? Uh, no, we've never had sex. This is still going on. It's like we're Charlotte you, what and Trey for? from yeah. Sex in the City. Oh, did they not have sex? They didn't have sex until their wedding night, and then they didn't have sex. He he had he couldn't right. He couldn't, and for whatever reason, wasn't taking Viagra, but also wasn't interested in sex. And it's it's really interesting because she again she that character thought all that that marriage was the right the brass ring. And, no, sex is the brass ring. Yeah. So are so, you waiting till marriage? Yes, definitely. That's kind of. Yes. Is that like a second virginity or is it the first virginity? It's just, it's definitely my first virginity. Oh my I don't want to. Okay, I just want to make it special, like Donna Martin on nine hundred two one zero. Um, after your last not appearance, like Mindy Cohen on Facts of Life. No, with Snake. So sad. She slept with somebody on Facts of yes, Life. Yes. Oh so, my God, this uh, impacted my life. So ori- originally it was going to be Blair. Yeah, but. Because she's because the actress is so religious, Christian. she didn't oh, want to yeah. do it. So they're like, "What if we make it Natalie?" And she slept with Snake, played by Robert Romano, something like that. Who huh. he had been in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh huh. Oh. And he he's the guy who impregnates um, Jennifer Jason Lee, I believe, oh. in Fast oh. Times at Ridgemont so High. So, yeah, yeah, being all. S- all about guy. sex. Yeah, he's the sex dude, the sex pest. I saw that fast life as a kid, and I was I was. You know, built this way anyway. But I was like, I have to be in love when I lose my virginity. Oh, I remember that's sweet. It was like I cannot me- in a conservative, you know, little C kind of way. Like I cannot mess this up. Like my, this is my whole life rests on on not screwing this up. That's sweet. Yeah, that is really intended. sweet. And then were you? I actually went to a prostitute. Okay. Okay. Orthodox. You said no, by the I way didn't. before you read, you said after your last appearance here. Oh and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I stopped. I'm dying to know. <laughs> was it hate? I decided I wasn't so going to have me anymore. But you know, I forgot. No, I. Thomas Wilson Brown <gasps> is that his name? Yes. So, Joel Robin went to a reunion of child stars. They had all taken. They had all taken. Were you a child star? I was not. Oh, okay. But she had taken acting classes. Mm-hmm. With a lot of them. With them, yeah. Sure. And they had a wonderful emotional reunion for the retirement of their teacher, Melora Hardin's mother. <laughs> and who Melora Hardin is? Oh, she's an boy. actress. She okay. was on The Office. She's great. She's been Which working one? her the whole office? life. She played the girlfriend of... Um, oh, she was Jan on yeah, The Office? Yeah. Oh, I, okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, and Robin shared with us that she had written a fan letter to this guy who was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> and then before... And then she was like her scene partner in this class. And it was like, oh, my God. And she didn't she didn't tell him. But then at this reunion, she did tell him. And I just the whole time was like, who is who is Thomas Wilson Brown? And I looked him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking he was oh. very cute. Oh, so, yeah, he he I wrote him. So I wrote him a fan letter. And then a week later, I got moved into the professional kids class. And to be clear, I was not a professional child actor. I was just moved into that class. And I was like. And they were like, Robin, why don't you and Thomas do a scene from Lucas together? Like you were doing scenes from like 80s movies. 
And I was like, what do I do? Like, he's going to get my letter. He never got it. But he's so nice. He's so nice. But you confessed it all to him. It was the first thing I said to him when I saw him. How did that go down? Well, the funniest thing was he kind of was looking at me. It's been 30 years. Mm -hmm. And then about like an hour into the bar, he's like, oh, my God, I totally remember you. We did tons of scenes together. So when I confessed, he didn't remember me. And then he placed me. But he was more worried that he hadn't written me back. And he was a bad star who didn't write. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's the nicest guy, and he's still quite handsome. Everyone at the party was like, "That was a still." Was really he like hot. in Tiger Beat? Was he a big deal? Or I think not he as made much. Some appearances, some appearances. Uh, in yeah. Tiger Beat. Oh, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's he doing now? I have no idea. Let's get him on the show. Oh my god, is he fun and funny? He's the nice. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually. Well, know. I would like to arrange for you to find out with him on the show. <laughs> Listen, guys, I want to tell you about some underwear that I'm obsessed with, and I can't keep it to myself. It's too good. It's the Fits Everybody Collection by Skims, and I feel like it's their best kept secret. But I'm revealing the secret. Uh, it feels like no underwear I've worn before. It really does. It, like the material is so soft and light. Is do you? Are you reaching your purse to get some Skims? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was getting some lip gloss, but I love oh. Skims. Yeah. I have a one Skims bra, and it's my favorite bra. Yeah, it's really they're really comfortable. Um, and it's stretchy and soft, and it like melts melts onto your body. You forget you're wearing it. Um, everyone should experience this level of comfort. And of course, I was familiar with Skims. Um, but I hadn't tried it, and then I finally tried it, and uh, it, the hype is real, you guys. It, the underwear is game changing, um, and the bras as well. And uh, I was looking at their website, and my eyes got wide because there's so many great pieces. Skims is creating the next generation of underwear for everybody, and fits everybody is a great place to sp- to start. Um, it's available in sizes XX, so extra extra small to four X. Uh, the fits everybody collection of underwear. It's super lightweight. It molds to your body. Buttery soft fabric stretches to twice its size without ever losing shape, meaning you get a perfect fit every time. Believe the hype. Skims has over a hundred thousand five star reviews for a reason. Skims fits everybody and more best selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that we sent you. This is important guys. Listen, select podcast in the survey and be sure to select our show in the drop down menu that follows. So again, after you place your order, let them know that I sent you by selecting podcast in the survey and be sure to select our show in the drop down menu that follows. And um, when I said this is important, guys, so please listen. Thank you, Robin, for listening. <laughs> I was talking to listeners at home, but I appreciate that. I could feel that you're like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But I also lo- I do legitimately love my Skims bra. I was pleasantly surprised. Which one is it? Do you remember? It's like the balconette bra, but it's like strapless, but you can put a strap. You can mm-hmm. put straps on it. It yeah. saved my life this summer. Right. And I like the one that I have is the crossover <laughs> bralette. Joel is arguing that it didn't save my life. Yeah. It did. How so? It's just a great she- bra. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I also want to tell you guys about Poise. This episode of Alice from Rosen is your new best friend. It is brought to you by Poise Ultra Thins. One thing I know for sure is that when you're a new mom, you will take all the help and advice you can get. And uh, I have some advice for you. And it's that if you're dealing with any kind of bladder leakage, which most many is it most? It affects millions of women. It's very common postpartum. And I. it's also very common while you're pregnant. I have talked about the situation before, but like I had a whole coughing fit and everyone makes jokes about like, oh, don't sneeze. 
coughing is what really makes you realize like, oh, I'm having a little bladder leakage problem over here. Also jumping jacks. Poise Ultra Thins are there for you. Period pads are not designed for bladder leakage. Uh, You might not know that, but I have learned the hard way. Poise Ultra Thins are essential because unlike period pads, they're designed specifically for bladder leakage and they keep you 10 times drier than the leading period pad. Poise Ultra Thins keep you feeling clean, dry, and fresh. And, and I know this is exciting to Joel, they have with and without wings to flex with your body. And we- we taught Joel where the wings go because he was a little uh, unclear. On your, I still think they're on your thighs. But no. Oh, no. uh, where are they again? They just they wrap around, around the underwear. underwear. Oh, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I like the I like your idea too, though, Joel, and I think you should well, patent the, that. What if you? Can poise you use... really helps me to make the most <laughs> out of every day. It takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. Yes, Joel. Can you use them as period pads? I don't think so. I think you probably could, but I think a period. I think you'd be better off with a period pad, right? Maybe very, very tail end of a period. Yeah, beginning of a period, but not mid period. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It depends on your flow. Right. Yeah. What's your flow, Joel? Very hustle. Uh, are you like a rise and grind kind of flow guy? A hundred percent. Yeah. What's your flow like, Robin? My flow right now is not great. <laughs> At this right this moment, pretty heavy. Are we're talking about my actual period flow? Yeah. Oh, my period flow. It's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. Yes. After what? the age of forty five, it oh, was yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. And no one tells you that. No one tells it you begins that. to get worse. I tell you, people because as you know, I speak at conventions for menopause. Wait, right. is this for real? Yeah. What? No, you don't. I've I've done it twice, and I'm doing it again in October. Can in you answer a question for me then? <laughs> oh no. I am the male expert on menopause. Is this true? Well, I mean, there's not many others. So sure. You are a male expert. I don't know. I've spoken twice. I've been, yeah. Meaning you've talked to one person about menopause this without, is a huge being, group. without barfing. I need a huge group. to know I everything about this. But here's my question. I don't know if you know the answer. I do. If I get a hysterectomy yes. and don't get hormone replacement, right. will my face age faster? Like does estrogen? Yes. It will? Yeah. Heavens to Betsy. Huh. I don't really know, but I think so. Oh, you don't? So you don't know? No, you think so? I think so. Okay. If you're listening and you know, let me know. Um, are you are you afraid of hormone replacement because of uh, cancer reasons or what's your... I don't really know why. In general, I don't love the feeling of hormones. Like, mm-hmm. well, so during IVF, there was a drug that I would take at, at one point that like reduces your estrogen. Yep. And everyone's like, this one makes people crazy. And I I really liked how it made me feel. Although I later did Lupron, which does put you into menopause, and that didn't feel good. Mm. So actually, probably hormone replacement is what I should be doing. But I just, like, I've never, I don't like birth control pills. Like, mm-hmm. all I just don't like the feeling of taking a pill and knowing it's a hormone yeah. because I feel like it makes me it gives me all these side effects so that's just why i'm wondering that's fair i went off the birth i was on the birth control pill from like college till like i want to say like 10 years ago like a long time and i legitimately lost my sense of smell for like two years what yeah while you were on it after i got off Uh, of it what and to this day i it's it's actually like a problem because when stuff is burning, I can't smell it. This explains oh. why you're able to drink that kombucha in front of you. Ugh, but I you love would do it. great when my eye's getting fried. What do you mean? Oh, right, yeah. right. Because, yeah. Not smell. 
that, that's crazy. Is yeah, that, and is then that I, a common I just remember effect? a few doctors told me like it's a weird side effect. But the the interesting thing is that pro- I probably went off of it ten years ago, and I still like Sam will just be like, "Do you smell that?" And I'm like, "What?" And I was in a writer's room for a long time where I ate apparently very smelly food that bothered a lot of people. But what was it? <laughs> like fermented It was like during products? my vegan phase. So it was probably like a lot of mung beans. And, like, <laughs> Why'd you stop the vegan thing? Um. It wasn't great for me ultimately, but yeah. because it ties into the heavy periods, like it was just like my body was turning uh, into like a husk, and like I couldn't get through it. And no, wait, one, what does that mean in your body? Yeah. Like you, like so, you were stuffing off a husk? No, it just I my body couldn't. It it, it just like needed, frankly, oh. to have blood in it. Yeah, it needed you're more, anemic. Is that a, a little? I must have been a little bit, okay. but like no one tells you for the listeners out there, the young women listeners. Uh, you got to get a mammogram, but they're a little on the painful side mm-hmm. and you're not expecting it. And it's a little bit of a squeeze that you're not expecting, yeah. but expect it. And also no one tells you how heavy your periods are going to get right before they go away. No, because you, you assume they're ridiculous. just going to peter out and Ugh. then just like poof, they're gone. But instead it like ruins your life. They get pretty <laughs> gnarly. Yeah, it gets gnarly. Narnar. And mine have been narnar from the beginning, kind of. Mine were not. Mine were emotionally narnar, <laughs> which is why, like, I when I my dad, I think, made me go on the pill when I was in high school because mm. he was like, "Your hormones are crazy," and I'm like, "You're definitely the person who <laughs> should be deciding <laughs> right. this." Um, so, like, it was always emotional, and then like. God, sometime around middle age, boy, did it kick in. But the problem is now I used to be running around when I had these heavy periods, like working like a crazy person. And now with like the strike and COVID, it's just you have a lot of time in that red tent. You know what I mean? That's what I tell Sam. I'm in the red tent this weekend. But it doesn't matter because you guys are not sleeping together, right? Yeah, it has no bearing. It doesn't matter anyway. Let me just talk to you. I'm a man with a good attitude towards menstruation. Good. Okay. Well, you know that's because that? you're the menopause representative. Yeah, you, that's a kids in the hall sketch. Oh no! With uh, David. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? David. Um, what's his name? I, I'm spacing out now too. Dave. 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 No. Dave. Dave Foley. These are the Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yes. That's a Dave Foley bit. It's very funny. Yeah. Um. Do you guys? I worked with him once, and I said, "Does anybody um taught to sing these are the Dave's I know to yeah. you?" Because I was like, it's "My son's I, favorite bit." Yeah. In the world, yeah. and I thought I was being like cool and alt and like pull a pull from 1990, yeah, yeah. and he was like three times a day, and I'm I was sure. like, no, sure. <laughs> three times a day people do that to him, I guess. So Joel, explain how you're Mr. Menopause. So I know this woman who started this organization called the Swell, which was originally like about going through middle age, and then she teamed up with Naomi Watts, and they're doing this menopause uh-huh. thing. And they wanted part of it as a conference, and she convinced me to come and speak at the conference. So I had to write like a, I wrote like a six seven minute bit, and a I, bit. It was kind of a bit. It's all these super serious women speaking to this group of women who paid a ton of money. Yeah, and were sitting there, and I came on and just did six minutes, and it was. Uh, How'd they how they like it? It was a, it was a big hit because no one's expecting it because everyone's right. kind of bored by that point. They've been there all day and someone just talked craziness for six minutes. And you killed. Basically, killed, what you're I saying is I did it as a second place and they had me start oh. a much shorter kind of oh. event for investors for this other thing, their competitor, basically. And it did not go over well. Interesting. Yeah. Because they wanted serious at the top. You're it, the closer. It, it's it, no, it's just a soup. It was a super aggressive kind of uh Thing. financial thing 
No, my my thing was just oh. a, a aggressively stupid and is you like what's the angle is it that like you're a man who doesn't know about menopause no, no, no it was it was honest it was just talking about my wife oh like, but it but it starts with like it was just a mansplaining bit got it yeah how's your wife like that she, she thought it was funny but. actually this brings me to a question for you and i can't believe i've never asked you this i can't believe it so much that it makes me think i probably have and i've just forgotten but you write about your own life all the time and about your family and people you know do people get upset with you for sharing stuff? Like, how do you thread that needle? Differently than when I first started, I I think I learned pretty early on that the people who are very close to me, basically my dad doesn't care if I write about him. My mom does. And for a while she just said, don't write about me. And I didn't. And then uh, I would run everything. But Cassandra doesn't really care either. But I would run things by Cassandra or my mom before i wrote about them and really anyone else in my life but if if i'm out there like reporting and something happens i don't know oh, that's people. different yeah but, but i learned it was i used to think this has happened to me and it's my life and i have a right to it and i think that was really immature yes i think i had that feeling too is that because we were younger or is that yes. but is it also a little bit of a like gen x kind of like oh. punk rock attitude or maybe it's just that when you're younger i think you have more to prove and versus like now i imagine you feel like there's all sorts of things you can write about you don't have as much to prove these are all really good answers i hadn't thought of and they're all true but i think it's primarily just being young and not really understanding other people right (laughs) and that they're people and have perspectives that are important too when your mom didn't want you to write about her did that bother you initially yes yeah and then i went to her wedding and her sister my aunt was like you need to write about this i'm like uh no i'm not writing about this my mom's like mom was in a good mood because of her wedding she's like go ahead i'm like really so i wrote about it and ran it by her and she had some changes but then i ran it and then since then she's been a little less uptight about it yeah because she's married that's why right oh, that's because right. she doesn't Back have that city. gaping yeah. man-shaped hole that's in right. her heart yep. yeah yeah um, that's, that's why. my mom guys yeah yeah tony do you like taking hormones <laughs> no <laughs> what i started. actually was gonna say was tony also doesn't have much of a sense of smell oh you're a no-nos <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a no-nose. classic no-nose <laughs> a classic no oh you know what the term is actually it's nose blind is the I've name, and I believe Jason Sudeikis is also nose blind. I am uh, not. I am not. I can still smell. Yeah, same. Like it's I just can not smell. Like it's not the like you're legally nose blind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm legally nose blind. I can't drive with this nose. But I, I will say that it it hits me like ten minutes after it hits everybody. I can mm. ultimately smell it, yeah. but not the second everyone else can same. smell it. Can yeah. you smell farts? I I, don't, I haven't smelled a fart in a really long time. That's a great great question. <laughs> That's not true. I don't. I just don't. I, uh, truly, I don't have a strong sense of smell. How many times do you think since we've sat down here, someone has farted? Zero. Are you serious? Yeah, That's I haven't heard. I haven't, I haven't smelled any farts no since we've been farting right. during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joel has been destroying that side of the studio. 
just eking them out. But it's like an issue if you're like sharing a refrigerator with somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. how can you not yeah. smell this? You know, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a disability, you know, for the mm. no noses out there. Do you still like, <laughs> do you still enjoy wine or food or like? Yeah, I will say for a while, though, food, food was a bummer because yeah. I, yeah, but went right when I went off the pill. But now food is fine. Okay. If you Co- had COVID ruined food for a while, but yeah. What the, the, you lost your sense of. I just lost um, a will to live, number one, <laughs> and then uh, w- with that loss of a will to live came like I just didn't care about food. But it wasn't it. like you got COVID and lost your sense of taste and smelling it. It just wasn't strong. The, you did. Okay. I, I guess a little bit. I must have. Yeah. Um, if you had gone back on the pill, would your sense of smell have come back? That's such a good question. I never even thought about. Do you guys it. need me in your personal lives? Yes. Just asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a yeah. I I didn't want to mess with the pill anymore. I was right. like, I don't know what this thing does. I don't really need it. I'm X years X amount of years old, and then and then going off of it was a real wake up call, but not one that I could smell. It wasn't a smelly wake up call. <laughs> it was just a call. Yeah, but it's tough when you're like in a room with other writers and and everyone can smell something and you're not in on the joke. Yeah. I you know. <laughs> That's why they're playing hangman. Yeah. Oh my god. They use the term nose blind. In Febre- I don't know if they still do, but I believe in like air freshener commercials because they talk about th- that fear that everyone has. I assume that's kind of just me or everyone. Like, what if your house has a smell, but you don't know because you've gone nose blind? Yes. That's when I what? first heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, that's so my kitchen fear. is my kitchen is upstairs in my house and my room is at the very downstairs of the house. And oh. then I remember I had left the oven i had left the stove on wait a second your kitchen is upstairs yes my kitchen's on the floor that you enter on that makes me think something what which is that you live in the hills and you live in the showrunner district i don't live in the showrunner district but i do live in the hills aha why is that not the showrunner district (laughs) because it's franklin hills it's different it's not north of los feliz what What level do you you enter your house on the the, the kitchen it, one? Kitchen. Ooh, that is a cool feature of a house where a house like you, your house just goes, you have a house that goes downstairs? I, d- oh. I did. I did. You entered on the top of the hill. You enter on the yeah. top and then never had this in the home. middle, there's like a guest room. There's a middle floor that has a guest room. And then what the room that we sleep in used to be sort of a... I, <laughs> The rumpus room. Oh, I love you remember a rumpus when they room. called them rumpus <laughs> yes. rooms? No, yes. wait a minute. Rumpus room. It's like yeah. a rumpus. Like a, it was just like a free space that wasn't technically like a part rumpus. of the house. Yeah. And they built a bathroom onto it in the eighties and sort of made it a um, a primary. Are there two bathroom. steps down to the rumpus room? Yeah, I love a two steps down rumpus room. Two steps down, and then um, they we built it out and made like made it the. But there's no like this door is on it. Showrunner district for it's sure. Not. I'll give you my address. No, I won't give you my address. <laughs> it's so funny. When when I was very little, there were some neighbors up the street that I used to play with, and I believe they had a rumpus room. I believe that I haven't thought of that term in so long. I don't know why rumpus room came to me, but that's what it is. Because there's two. <laughs> is there another name for that? Like a playroom, I guess. Bonus room. Yeah. Is rumpus room like so seventies? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. 70s but yeah there's the the house technically has two bedrooms but if you add the rumpus room it's a third Four, three sorry I had yeah no problem. so it's very very exciting we can do a show from the rumpus room at some point if you that's want. a great title for a podcast is rumpus used in any other way <laughs> oh, yeah. room? like what how though oh i'm sure where the wild things are has, oh they have a, yeah they have a rumpus right oh yeah, it, they yeah, think, yeah they think they literally have a rumpus I think right they do yeah is that the wild how animals became a rumpus room is it from that book from that's Maurice correct. Sendak? yeah is that true no 
It's a word. Tony, will you look up rumpus? It's a noisy disturbance. Oh. It's a rumpus. Interesting. Oh, it's, you know what? That makes sense. It's a room for kids to make noisy disturbances. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, that I mean, that's... It's the 70s. It may not just be the kids. Yeah. We yeah. make, we we don't make loud, disturbing noises in our rumpus room. <laughs> that's all that I'll tell you. Yeah. It's a very chaste rumpus room. There's no rumping going on. <laughs> um, I think it's time to say hello and welcome to the new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. Hello and welcome to Julie Kem. She is at the texting level. I believe we've already texted. I know she said to me, I'm back. And I just can't remember if that was on a text or if it was on like the Patreon instant That's message. That's scary. Text. I think it was a text. I appreciated it. All right. Cause I, cause I saw when, cause when I saw, oh, Julie Kem texting level, um, I was like, wait a minute. She used to be a patron and now she's back. They all come back, Joel Stein. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you too will get a shout, shout out if you sign up. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Also, don't sleep on the show that I do with Todd Perry, Allison and Todd After Hours. That's a Patreon-only podcast. There's only one level, $2 a month. Um, and just go to Patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. Joel, do you not like music? Is that what happened? Yeah, I, he like go, yeah. he becomes mummified when it's, music it's, starts. It's he goes very like weird. this. He like leans back and like just like eyes go in the back of his head. Like is a, it all music or just my know. show? I don't know. I, I don't know what this is when about. When the opening theme song came, I wonder on, if like, I we were, were like dancing. Are you tired? Like, oh. No. I wonder if I revert to like being a teenager who's afraid to dance or something. Maybe that it's might weird. be. But what thing. do you do at concerts or do you not go? I don't know. I got to bring you guys. Maybe I am doing this. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Turned into a tomb. <laughs> what do you do when you listen to music in your car? Do you find yourself getting into accidents because you I like go the wheel? I do get accidents. I do listen to music. I mostly listen to podcasts now, though. It's been safer. Oh. Yeah. I started listening to The Shards, thanks to you. The Shards. Oh, the book, The Shards. Yeah. Ooh, what's I, that like to listen to? Yeah. Jesus. This is Brett Easton Ellis's well, book. He's reading it, too. That oh. uh, yeah. traumatized Robin when she was on Nantucket. I have to tell you, I have something to say about The Shards as well, but you go first. I have nothing. Well, just that when I was in Hawaii, I was like, what is The Shards about? So, But I did, couldn't, I didn't, I have a problem that I think is probably a lot of people's problems, but it's especially when like, my defenses are down. I think like because my dad had died. Yeah. It, it first appeared when like right after Elliot was born. Um, and then event, like five months later, I was like, okay, this is, I, mean, I will explain what it is, but it's like, I was like, these are intrusive thoughts. Like I'm not, this is more than baby blues. Like I, and then I realized, you know, I had postpartum depression and stuff, but anyway, I will Google, like something will pop into my head, something very dark. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have to Google it. Uh-huh. I know I shouldn't. I have to. And mm-hmm. it was like, or my listeners have heard me say this before, but it's, you know, at the beginning it was like, what happened to babies born in the Holocaust? Like, how do medical schools get the dogs they experiment on? Like, huh. just like the most upsetting yeah. shit. So you had mentioned there's a lot of animal abuse in yeah, the shards. so much. So I was like, almost like through like almost half closed, I was like, what you know? I just was curious, like, what is the nature of this? But that's one of those things. Like, I shouldn't. I'm not going to read it because I can't handle it. I shouldn't even Google it. I actually didn't find very much. Good, but anyway. Do you think there's a lot of animal abuse in it? Or are you? I guess I haven't gotten far enough. Oh, okay. How far into it are you? Page two. Okay. No, no, no I've gone further than that, but I haven't gotten to the animal abuse. 
You know what's really funny, and uh, uh, there's, and I think I mentioned this last time when we talked about the shards, but this is a new piece of information, which is uh, the shards is about a serial killer, and uh, lots of dead girls show up at different landmarks in Woodland Hills, where I'm from. And one of them sh- uh, is found dead at Shadow Ranch Park, which is in Canoga Park. It's like we all played soccer there. It was like the- I went to camp there. But there's a new YouTube show about the bad energy at Shadow Ranch oh, really? Park and how it's cursed. And then they go into like the whole history of Shadow Ranch Park. And I had a flashback. My mom picked a fight with me in the ranch house at Shadow Ranch Park when I was little. And she made me sit outside of the carnival. And I couldn't participate in the carnival because of whatever I had done wrong. So, yeah. What had you done? Do you know? I don't know. But it was something so bad that I she like took my carnival tickets away. And I had to like sit outside. Oh. And I was like, I hate Shadow Ranch Park. Wow. So now bad I mean, energy. It felt indeed. very validating to see this yeah. like uh, gorilla camera team come in and be like we're gonna find out what's happening at shadow ranch park it's like it was great it was are very you, satisfying are you up in the comments there no I, mm. I'm, oh. I'm too shy for comments. are they sure. like on march 6 1982 yeah, young like, robin shore was deprived of her chance to go to the carnival when marjorie shabowski is that right shabowski but i like shabowski i think so that's much uh, how i met your mother reference <laughs> No, but I just was, I, I immediately emailed my sister. I was like, mom got so mad at me at Shadow Ranch Park. I hated it. I knew it was bad. I also took all my bat mitzvah photos there. Oh, that's nice. I know. But now it's a gang. I guess it's where gangs hang out. And then I Googled, I was looking for like an in-depth synopsis of Less Than Zero. Oh. Because I remember you guys talking about how yeah. disturbing that book is. And yeah. I'm like, what's so disturbing about it? I didn't, but now I understand yeah. why it's so disturbing. Yeah. It's real disturbing. Dead's dead. Yeah. No, no, sorry. That's a... Uh, Julian. That's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's, isn't it Julian? Yes. Okay. Played by James Spader in the movie? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, right. M- Andrew McCarthy was the other guy and then Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Was James Spader in Less Than Zero? Yes. So Andrew McCarthy and Am James Spader were in Mannequin and Less Than Zero That's together? Too much. I'm pretty sure he was. I think he was too. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he plays the model, right? Or is that Julian? I don't know. What I, I found remember. disturbing from the synopsis was just the um like human trafficking aspect yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I also thought I was young enough where I thought that um snuff films were real. Yeah. I thought that's they are. In there. I don't think that's right. I think they are. Because that was also one of those super dark things that I Googled during... Uh, I do. I think that is urban legend. Really? Oh, that makes me feel better. I hope it is not real. <laughs> what if I was like, I hope they are all dead from every <laughs> snuff film I've ever watched. I hope they're yeah. really dead. I must issue this disclaimer to listeners, but it's a disclaimer to protect myself. If you're out there and you know that like snuff films are real, don't send me anything, please, please, please. Yeah, same. Like, don't I don't need any moving images. No. Well, I mean, the way they're just—I mean, Al Qaeda did things, but right or ISIS. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to get letters from. You don't want to yeah. p- portray Al Qaeda in an <laughs> unfairly negative way. Mad at you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Al Qaeda, right? Both ISIS. I think, I think both. ISIS. I think both. I don't know. I think I you're wanna, thinking of ISIS. Though. I think I'm thinking of ISIS. Yeah. And they're just ice now, right? IS. Oh, are they? I think they lost. Oh, yes. I and the S. I think so. That that rings a bell. Yeah. Oh, I like, know. But like that, when Kentucky not, Fried Chicken was KFC, right? Yeah. But that, we're not talking exactly. about that kind of snuff film. We're talking about the sexual. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think that exists. The stuff like on the black market or on the dark web or that you can, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, I, well, I hope I'm, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. 
I I can't even watch somebody get killed on television. The idea of whispering but getting closer to the mic. (laughs) I stole that from the middle. There was a character on the middle who always would just be like, I'm having so much fun. I hate it here. (laughs) Um, That was sort of his. I must have stolen that subconsciously. It's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that's that's in the public domain. Okay. As long as everyone. Um, Sato voice. Listen, everyone, this has been too much fun. Woo! Too much fun. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Wait, are we doing that thing at the end where you ask us those two questions? No. Oh. Oh. Do you okay, have well, do you have well, no, things for you it? know, I had a thought in the middle of this that I wanted to bring up and I thought it would work as one of those things. But don't, we don't I'm sorry. I'm happy to do oh it. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't be, mean to say no, Allison. This is so, like, this that is was so, so mean of me. This is like, so brief. No, it wow. just occurred to me two days ago. We don't have it just for one second. And this is also 25 years too late. Is this the thing? Because if so, we're going to play the damn jingle okay, and you okay. can go into mummy pose. Wait, wait, is it the... just me or everyone or hey, go fuck yourself? It's just me or everyone. I have okay. one of those oh, too. Oh, great. Okay, good. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, Joel. I'm exhausted from the dancing. <laughs> okay, it's 25 years too late, but... Jennifer Aniston as Rachel Green on Friends is just doing Miss Piggy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. For sure. Wow. I've never thought that. No one, I Googled it. No one has brought this up, and I don't know why. An original thought. Uh, we were watching the original Muppet movie, and uh, my son and I, who's going through, he's on season 10, he's going through all of Friends. I'm like, oh my God. Ra- this is just Miss Piggy that Rachel Green's doing. Wow. Miss Piggy was just like, she, she does have a higher pitched voice yeah. at the very beginning. It was she was spoiled uh-huh. and she everything and yeah. she's um a little clueless and demanding and the way she delivers lines it was weird. Yeah. That I think I think that's an okay theory. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean to gonna... me just as much as the 30 Rock character is Kathy. Which Rock they address character. in 30 Rock. That Tina Fey is Kathy. The uh, Kathy, Kathy guy, the, the Kathy, Kathy guy's Thomas. wife. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I like that a lot. What's yours? Mine is just uh, the other night we I watched uh, the HBO show Telemarketers. Is that good? It, it is. It's okay. really interesting. I thought, and then uh, we went into a sh- uh, another HBO documentary called American Pain, which is about guys who are hustling in pain pill clinics like mm. pill mills in Florida. Um, and then we. S- we started a show on HBO called BS, which was about a fake high school that was started to to like get scholar get oh to, government to start funding football something basic and I guess is it just me or everyone or is everybody a con man and no one's learning from the other con men documentaries because BS <laughs> High takes place in 2019. There were plenty of like. This guy, all these guys are such idiots is, is basically what I want to say. All these are cons. Everyone's a con man. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing so many documents. There's such a glut of documentaries about con man. I can't believe the other con men aren't watching the con man documentaries and going. And learning how to be better con men. Yeah. And being mm-hmm. like, if I play it right, there won't be a documentary about right. it. And also, a lot of these guys are so stoked they're in a documentary about their uh, con. Yeah. And that's the other thing that is tough. But telemarketers is unique in, in just just the it whole mm-hmm. it's it's whole thing but it's just you know everyone's everyone's got a hustle but you're the is it just me part is it just me or are these con artists not learning from their yes. documentaries are they not learning from their documentaries and is it just me or do they secretly want 
are they secretly oh. so stoked that they're now the subject? Be, even though they failed and some of them went to jail and da da da. I think there's Cunners a Hunters little... are usually like dynamic figures. Yeah, I would like imagine. Narcissistic yeah. salesman type. Like, uh, one, one might say our last president had some of that. One too. might say. Yeah. Just a, t- a hint. Just a, a hint. hint. Yeah. So is it me or just everyone? Or, Do they it, want to get caught? Do they want, they just want the attention They just want the attention anyway. And the fact that we're making all these documentaries. Fire Festival guy. That. Yeah. It's it's a classic yeah. thing where you're just like, oh my God, how did the Can't guy who's in BS High not yeah. watch the Fire Festival documentary yeah. and say, I'm not going to do it that way? Yeah. Do you secretly think you'd be a better con person than them? Mm. No, no, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I just, yeah. they're so crazy though. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm not crazy, but like. You have to be a great salesperson. Yeah, I don't think I am. I don't yeah. think I'm a closer that way. I have a just mirror everyone. I'm glad I brought this up. Yeah, yeah. I am too. I'm sorry I shut you down. No, that it's was okay. very rude. I understand. No, it, it, you were just, uh, you were aligned with the flow of that, the show. Yeah, the heavy flow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't seek revenge by farting at you. Yeah, no. Okay. Fart away. For me, every day that is every day of the week, weekday, that's not Monday, feels like Thursday. Interesting. That's stoner talk. Well, well you're saying Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday feel like Thursday. Maybe not Friday. Pretty much. Le- uh, Friday, a little bit less Tuesday, so. Tuesday, but- Wednesday, and Thursday are all in the middle of the week. That's your argument. They actually, they feel like Thursday because the middle of the week technically would be Wednesday. So basically every Tuesday, I'm like, it's Thursday. Oh, wait a minute. It's Tuesday. Like right. specifically Tuesday, not today because today is Tuesday and we're doing the show. So this does not feel like Thursday. But basically, I think what I mean is I do one day a week, which is Monday, and then I'm ready for the week to be over, I guess, for four days. I don't know. I used I wrote something where I I wrote a line and something that was like when you're depressed every day is Thursday. It mm. feels like at Thursday when anytime I go through like depression I feel like oh my god it's it's Thursday again. Like what have I done? So but I so I kind of understand yeah. what you're saying. Do you, in a groundhog day that like, nothing's changing or more yeah, like Yeah, like oh my god it's Thursday again. Or oh my god I can't make it through. No, not I can't make it through. Just like, oh, my God, it's Thursday. Or like, again. You're being caught by surprise that like, oh, my God, it's actually Tuesday. It's not Thursday. Are you a little depressed? I mean, probably. Wow. But I feel, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grieving, but I have had this Tuesday feels like Thursday situation before. Okay. But I, I'm always a tiny bit depressed. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've got like a little, like a scintilla of depression probably okay. always. So, yeah, maybe. But it's not in a like... Uh, kind of way it's just like w- the days have lost their distinctive flavor they're all thursdays yes me. that's i feel that so i hard. think we just need jobs yes maybe that would be great yeah right i'd love a job i'm good really <laughs> it depends on what it is you know i'll, I'll take anything i'm not gonna take edge really anything i think so i just want to go to an office yeah me too. like would I'm you ready. be a s- job but like writing or just anything in an office what else could I do? Um, d- data entry. Yeah. Oh. Executive so still assistant. Exist? Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, you'd be so good at I'd it. I'd be so into that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, days of the week? Uh, no. I. You, 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 Tuesdays are Tuesdays for you? Yeah, pretty much every day is what it is for me. Because I, oh, I think must what, be nice. I think what helps is I, you know, your show and other shows, I, I always have deadlines. So that oh. kind of helps me keep uh, yeah. track of the days. Got I think it. you sure. need some deadlines. I mean, again, it's maybe. structure. Yeah. And it's a first step. 
I mean, I get my, I have to get my kids ready for school in the morning, that's but a, then that's it. Yeah, that's, that's early. <laughs> and then I'm like, I've done it. I've done it. Going back to bed. Um. Yeah, maybe I need structure. Yeah, let's give you some structure. Okay. We're the people to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like no. I said, it's just a doesn't weird sound phenomenon. Great. Doesn't sound no, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I know what you mean though. It's not like it's not necessarily a depression thing. It's just like, oh my God, I thought it was I thought today was Wednesday all day, But frankly. Daniel experiences it too. That's what's oh, I just realized something. We both need structure. Yes, but also Saturdays and Sundays are more intense days than during the week because yes. we don't have any childcare or anything. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday might feel like in terms of like I've been going and going and going. Yeah. It's similar to like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think I might have just figured it out. Yeah. It's like the fourth day of like this, like I've been going. Yeah. So that's why it feels like I'm ready for the weekend. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. We've solved it. Yeah. It's my fucking kids. I don't know. You don't, you're not buying it. No. Okay. Listen, guys, this has been delightful. Joel, where might we find you? Uh, You can find me on Kiva.org where you can donate, make micro donations. Is that for menopause? No, it's just a way to donate money to people who are in, you know, developing countries. And you're there. No, but I just, I'm 52. I can't, I'm not promoting myself. Okay. I'm done. I figured I should just promote something else. That's So you're promoting Kiva.org. I just randomly picked that. Okay. Great. Robin? Well, you're not 52, so you can promote. No, you do what you want. (laughs) I'm on Instagram at Robin Shore, and um, every people wrote me notes last week. Everyone was so it's so nice. Thank you for writing notes to me. I appreciate what kind it. Of notes to you get? Just like it was fun to hear you on the show, and I oh. it's like so nice that somebody would take time out of their day to do that. People yeah. are saying that you're the best. No, they love you. It's like I feel like Thomas Wilson Brown, like receiving fan letters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that thank you. It's so nice. And um and hopefully I'll try and make my Instagram stories more entertaining. And then your podcast though. Oh yes, there's a oh, new yeah. episode of Los oh, Feels so the excited. Podcast where we discuss the new paint color of the door jam at mustard seed, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> what? When did this happen? Uh, recently. So yeah, it's called uh, For Those <laughs> when, About what to happened? Work. What happened? Episode of the new paint color on the door jam. jam. Recent. It's very recent. It's been very there recent. once in my life. Yeah. With, uh, I've been there twice. With uh, the madman guy. John Ham. John Ham. Sure. Yeah. He's a nice, attractive man. He's, a, he's always around. Yeah. That area. Um, so yeah. Uh, Los Feliz the podcast. It's It should be in your spot. If you listen on Spotify, it should be in your Spotify. I'm so excited. What color is it? What color is the door? It's like lime green. That what, seems right. What was it? It's a mustard place. I don't know. Oh, they sell mustard there? No, no. but I mean, that's their, the name. Mustard seed is the well, name. That's, yeah. That's a color? Yeah. Yeah. It's but not, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's a little cafe. It's a breakfast lunch. Got it. But it's right near the alcove. So it's yeah. kind of like, why are you? Yeah. Yeah. Across from Jenny's ice cream. Oh, yeah. So. I like Jenny's. I need to hear about all about the door jam. <laughs> Tony, that sounded mocking, but I swear it wasn't. It was it was genuine. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Tony Thaxton. Thank you. Uh, uh, Barzar albums every Tuesday, and I'll be on the road with Motion City Soundtrack in late September and October. I didn't even ask you how your show was. 
It was great. It was the greatest show that ever happened. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Once again, what? I've missed the greatest show ever. Yeah. The greatest showman. Tony Thaxton. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guys, this was great. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. <laughs>